This is the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast, where we explore how to live a lifestyle of discipleship to help you grow in the everyday moments of life. I'm Chris Lamberth. And I'm Josh Havens. As we finish up this conversation with Dr. Howard this week, our final questions really summarize well what we've been talking about all week long. What we like about these questions is that they yield really practical application points. You can take these things and begin implementing them in your own life. And I think it's a really great way to end the week. Sort of as we transition and get ready here to wrap up, what is one of your biggest pet peeves when it comes to how we typically teach spiritual dis- uh, spiritual disciplines or spiritual formation? Is there something that that is constantly being taught that just you see that and you say that's just wrong? Yeah, those have changed over the years because there've been there have been different seasons where different wrongs, you know, I would get upset about. The idea that spiritual formation is a list of do's and don'ts and that it's not an intimate it's an outgrowth of an intimate relationship. That, for me, has been a really hard one. I don't like seeing that. Um, the converse, there, of course, there's always this, you know, either side of it, that if there is no, if it's just, hey, I'm loved and I'm just going to be fine without any sense of responsibility in a relationship with God, then is this really the almighty God that we are in relationship with? So, you know, oftentimes our strengths are our weaknesses as well, if you know what I mean. So each of the things that I, there, there's a strength in the thing that I can be concerned about as well. Yeah, the latter seems to really be what the current generation, especially on social media, is starting to struggle with. It seems like the culture says, embrace who you are, accept it, God loves you. And there's grace, and that's that's kind of where they stop talking, and they don't keep going and say things like, he gives you grace so that you can continue to be changed and become more like him as you walk in that grace. They don't, they don't really talk about that. They just say, this is me, mm-hmm. God loves me as I am, and everything's going to be okay. It's kind of like a, a self-affirmation without a goal yeah. of going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. There's no assumption or process of transformation implied with that statement. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas the affirmation, this, the, the depth of our, our, our experience of the love of God is meant to take us in conformity with the character and the will and the gospel of God. If you could require every Christian to read two books, which would they be? I think two books that are on my top list of you know re- books that I recommend to people. One of them is Richard Foster's Streams of Living Water. Um, this is a book that describes these different traditions, the charismatic, the contemplative, the evangelical, the social justice, and shows how the gospel of God is so much bigger and so much richer and how it encompasses all of that. So that would be one book I would recommend. And another one, interesting enough, is John Woolman's journal. John Woolman was a Quaker um, retailer back in the 1700s. 
And he pretty much single-handedly convinced all of the Quakers in the United States to give up slavery a hundred years before the rest of the country caught on. And he is a man who is deeply devoted to God, deeply informed by the scriptures, personally, contemplatively aware of the power of the spirit and courageous um, in following in obedience. And I really appreciate the ministry and the journal in particular is just a lovely description of a person following God. If somebody came to you tomorrow and they said they they wanted to grow in their relationship with Christ and be a more faithful disciple holistically in every aspect of their lives, uh, what are the three most important pieces of advice that you would have for them? Mm, I think we've covered some of this already, but I will I will rehearse. Number one, articulate your own intention. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be written, but l- make sure you know what it is you're after. Number two, reflect on that regularly. Okay, this is what I am after. Am I doing it? How is it going? What's happening? Why? So the second is reflection. And then the third is relationship to be actually in relationship with someone where you can talk this out, where you can explore over the long haul. I have met with the same man now for um, 21 years, I think. And this man is not a trained counselor, not a trained pastor. He owns an auto parts business or did. He's retired now, but he listens well. And we've just shared life for that long. And that's, those are the valuable things. So those three. Our last question that we like to ask guests, what is the most valuable thing that you've learned through the Christian life? And because what we find is is that we go through these times or, or periods where we sort of encounter God or we encounter an idea about God that once we've encountered that, nothing seems to be the same afterwards. Like we, we can't go back to the way that we saw life before, the way that we simply walked with God before. And, and I think you, you're you talking about that when you talk about your your many different conversions from, from maybe one ideas or traditions uh, to the next. But so it, this could be the most recent one, if, if that's easier to recount. But does anything come to mind? Actually, it did. And it came to me not so much as the most recent one, but one that holds them all together. And it came to me once I I attend a church that we celebrated um, All Saints Sunday, uh, which is November 1st, or the the first week of November following Halloween, which is All Hallows Eve, the Eve of All Saints Day. And on All Saints Week, we all had a moment of thinking about people that we appreciated or honored and why. My mind was immediately taken to Francis of Assisi, Someone, I mean, maybe I should recommend uh, some of his writings, but um, I think I'd recommend his life more than his writings. But um, but I I have been so taken with Francis. And the reason is because he was really a very ordinary person who just when God called, he followed. He obeyed. He responded. But he responded to a beloved So I think what I want to say is the most important thing is response to the beloved. 
It's that. And, and that's why in each of the conversions, each conversion introduces a new way of responding to the beloved. You know, in my social justice days, and, and not that I've given those social justice days up, but in, in the middle of that conversion, response to the beloved meant, you know, sitting on um, street corners with homeless folks. In my charismatic days, response to the beloved meant op- lifting my hands and being open to um, being emotional during worship. You know, during um, my contemplative, it meant learning to sit still when I actually never sat still in my life. So, But each of those, what's in common to all of those, is the idea of wholeheartedly responding to my beloved. I like that. I don't think we've ever had uh, an answer quite like that before. So thank you so much for that. Dr. Howard, I want to be respectful of your time. There's still so much that I, I wish we could get into and means of grace. And we didn't even talk about the overarching grand narrative story in which our spiritual formation is is set. There's a whole lot there that I'd like to uh, to cover as well. But where can people go to find out more about you and the work that you're doing? Yeah, if the people want to get to know more about the way I approach spiritual formation or Christian spirituality, I have a website, and it's uh, the organization is Spirituality Shop, and that's S-H-O-P-P-E, the British spelling. So the website would be Spirituality Shop, S-H-O-P-P-E, all one word, dot O-R-G, and that would be the easiest way. Dr. Howard, thank you so much for being on the podcast this week. Your insights and wisdom has been extremely helpful. And guys, as always, everything that we talked about in this episode will be available in our show notes over at dailygrowthdiscipleship.com. Just look for our episode with Evan, and everything will be linked there in the show notes. The books, the articles, the videos that we've talked about, they'll all be there. So you're going to want to go over there and check it out. And if I could recommend a place to start, go over to his website and check out the State of My Union video. It's going to be a great way to get you started and then lead you right into writing a rule of life for yourself. Thanks for listening to the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening at Daily Growth, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. Or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. To get early access to the full conversations of the podcast before each of the chapters are released, join the Daily Growth community and log in at dailygrowthdiscipleship.com. Oh,